right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys. I am your host, Alexis Brooks, and I am so delighted that you decided to join me today. Well, today's show, as with all shows, I say prior to going on the air, dearest, dearest, greatest spirit, let this conversation go where it needs to go for the highest good of all involved. And I mean that. But I have to tell you, when I say this conversation went where it absolutely needed to go for all of you watching out there, that really happened. My guest is Howard Martin. You might know that name. He is synonymous with HeartMath and the HeartMath Institute. Howard and I have known each other for, gosh, probably close to a decade at this point, and he's been on the show quite a few times. And as a matter of fact, he hasn't been on for probably three or so years when we actually were able to do a show face to face. But this particular show, the plan was to talk about, and we kind of stuck with the plan, how to navigate heart, well, I should say how to use heart intelligence to navigate uncertain times for obvious reasons. He's the man, he knows uh, all, not only the science of the intelligence of the heart uh, and how effective it is, but uh, he's lived it. And you're soon going to find out why. Something that took place for he and his family, and frankly, the whole heart math family recently, uh, that was quite jarring, but built a measure of strength and conviction for he and his team and his family like never before. I shed tears during this uh, particular episode, guys, and you'll soon see why. I don't want to spill the beans. I want you to watch the episode, but let's just say the the thing that he has been supporting for so long, that being and advocating, that being the intelligence implicit in our heart, all of us that he's talked about, that he's been on stages all over the world talking about as a spokesperson. Uh, I don't think he ever thought that he would be soon to be speaking from a perspective, a personal perspective that uh, has definitely infused him with more heart. Again, I'm going to get to the show. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But boy, what an episode. He really had me going. Shed a tear. So we're going to talk about the intelligence of the heart, but how it is applicable to these drastically changing times and how times change drastically for him as well. He has a he's proof pudding for sure. So let's get on with the show. Before we do, I just want to uh, remind y'all, if you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to Higher Journeys. Do hit the like button if you enjoy the show. And of course, the notification bell so you can make sure you get uh, notified every time a new episode, episode is posted. So with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. I cannot wait for you to watch this episode with Howard Martin from HeartMath. Enjoy. Hello, journeyers. Welcome back to Higher Journeys. I am so delighted, excited, and touched to finally be reunited with someone I call my friend, even though we haven't talked for probably three years at this point, Howard Martin. Everyone say hello to Howard Martin from HeartMath. I want to jump right in. Uh, You know, I always say just before we get on the air, Howard, let this conversation go where it needs to go for the highest good of all involved. And in this case, I want to say for the highest good for you and yours, because you just shared with me a harrowing story that fortunately has a good ending. We're talking about folks, the wildfires, you know, it's so, it's so interesting how, because we have so many things going on right now, so many breaking news, more than stories, our lives are breaking news that uh, 
the wildfires hadn't been top of mind for me in the in the last couple of days. And I think I forgot temporarily that you were right. You're right there. And so I'm not going to have you share the story with the audience. I'm going to, uh, I might take some of what we talked about prior to and put it on the uh, after show, because I know we need to get into the subject, but I just want to put this out there for everyone listening. The good news is that Howard and HeartMath are fine, but boy, was it a close call, wasn't it, Howard? It was. First of all, I'm glad to be back with you, Alexis. You're right. It's uh, been a while, and the world is certainly a different place since the last time we talked. It most certainly uh, is. Yeah. Amazing amount of change happening. And, you know, you know, from seeing me do my live talks and things before COVID, I've talked about the acceleration of the speed of change and about how new world was birthing itself right in the midst of the old one. But that... We were going to go through challenging times in the process. It was all part of a process. And in the end, it was going to be a really good thing. And then, of course, you know, years later, all that came to pass in unexpected ways. Nothing that, you know, any of us, including me, could have predicted. And so here we are, you know, living in this new world full of uh, obvious challenges. But yet, I think uh, many people sensing growth, sensing the rise of their own human spirit in the middle of it. And that's simply uh, the case for the bigger picture view of it all. And certainly it's been true for me. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the wildfire situation. That's, you know, something that I think many people were seeing on the news back, let's say in you know August and September of these massive raging wildfires happening in the West and California and Oregon and hundreds of thousands of people evacuated and all these stories. And you watch it on the news and you go, oh my gosh, that looks horrible. And, and I experienced it for real, you know, because I live in the Santa Cruz Mountains. That's where HeartMath is located. And uh, we had a wildfire happen here, and it almost took out everything that I own and that HeartMath owns. It was that close. Uh, and you never quite think it's going to happen to you. You hear about the wildfires, but you don't really register that it's going to happen to you. But it did. And it was just a the reports were that there have been lightning strikes and there were some fires up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. That happened, so what? No big deal. And then it was a Tuesday, and during the day I was smelling a lot of smoke, and I was seeing some ash in the air, and I'm still watching the news, and it doesn't look like anything is imminent. And I went into my office that night, and I was working in there, and about 8 o'clock my phone just made this horrible noise and went off, and this, this, this message was there saying that I had to evacuate immediately. I thought maybe it's just an alarm, maybe it's a warning or whatever. I went down to the Boulder Creek Fire Department where we live, and I said, what's up with this? And the guy very soberly looked at me and said, you need to get out, and you need to get out now. Mm. We have to be able to protect you and the rest of the citizens here from what we know is coming. And that was his word, what we know is coming. And I walked out of there going, what in the world? And I went and, you know, and got my wife and some belongings and left. And I thought, well, it would be a two- or three-day thing, right? Uh, they'll come in, they'll fight the fire, they'll bring in the big, you know, air support, they'll knock this thing out, and they're just trying to keep everybody safe. And so I went with some other people to a friend's house, uh, and we went there, and the next thing you know, it's coming and coming and coming. Well, the, the punchline of the story is that this fire lasted for three weeks, um, and it got all the way to the edge of the town of Boulder Creek, right behind the library, right behind the elementary school. It made it all the way through there, taking out neighborhood after neighborhood as it came. It wiped out California's oldest state park, an old growth redwood park. The trees survived, but the park is gone, called Big Basin State Park. Uh, it took out homes and neighborhoods and buildings within 100 yards of my house, 
that are now completely gone and nothing but rubble and ash. It surrounded my neighborhood, really, and surrounded the HeartMath Business Center, which is right near my house. So one of our business centers, we have two, but one of them was completely surrounded in fire, 360 degrees. It was like around us and very close. Uh, the Boulder Creek Volunteer Fire Department, bless their hearts, were having to fight this fire on their own. Their fires were so big and there were so many across the entire region that they didn't have Cal Fire support. They didn't have any way to help them. And the fires were out of control. They were burning up everything and the fire department guys were told that they had to leave that they had to evacuate. If they didn't get out now, there'd be no evacuation route for them and they would be trapped and they had to go. And they were told that they had to leave. They had to give up the towns, what they were told, of Boulder <laughs> Creek, which means their entire town was going to be gone. Not to mention my house and the heart math facilities. They refused. And they stayed and they fought the fire. And within about 20, 36 hours, I think, Support did arrive. It came from actually Los Angeles, where there are firefighters from all over the, the state coming to help. And um, a whole bunch of firefighters from Los Angeles came and they worked together and they basically saved the town. In the process, I was out of my house for a month. I lived with friends and in rented houses. I was uncomfortable. I rented in some cool places. All of us at HeartMath were operating our businesses virtually. We were all scattered around different locations. We were operating the businesses virtually. And then after about a month, I was able to return to my home. And then we were able to return to our business center. And when we got back, we found that, yes, it's all structurally there, but all the smoke damage, all the ash damage, everything means that now we have to go through another process mm -hmm. of recovering from the fire. There was no water. Our entire water system was destroyed. There was no electricity. And our buildings were covered with smoke and ash. And that's what we had left. So now two months later, I've been living in my house, house for about a month. All the water's back, bus electricity's back. Business center has been under complete renovation. It all looks great. It's going to be a, a better, newer, cleaner mm -hmm. business center than we had before we started. My house is fine. It's all sort of in the rear view window now. But something about that changes you. Yeah. Uh, it breaks your routine. You know, wherever, however flexible you think you are. Your routine is completely smashed. You know, there is no, you know, you're on the run. You're living remotely. You're having to do everything different. You're living with so much uncertainty. And unless that uncertainty is managed, it turns into, of course, severe anxiety, which then goes into fear. So the inner game was to maintain a certain balance and poise in the middle of all that, to allow things to unfold for the highest best, as you said at the beginning, you know, of our show. If it burns, it burns. Uh, you have to accept things in, in finding those places inside and doing it without lying to yourself, hmm. doing it for real, making those shifts inside, making those, the changes inside you need to make to maintain your spirit to core there and to do your inner work properly without all the compromises. And yeah, there'd be good moments and not so good moments. There'd be days that were better than other days, but that was the game structure that was going on. So within the context of that, you get a lot of growth. Now, of course, keep in mind, all this was happening while the pandemic was going on. Yes. Uh, so I'm outside of my bubble now. I'm out in the world, you know, in a place outside of a, of a, of a, of a zone that was set up intentionally to be very protective of, of, of us here at HeartMath, and especially people like myself that have a, a leadership role. We had a tight bubble going, and all of a sudden we didn't have that. 
So you're dealing with that. You're dealing with the unknown about the fire. You don't know when you're going to get home. You don't know if you're going to have a home. Mm -hmm. And yet you have to run your businesses and you have to maintain your own inner work and keep putting out the, the type of heart and the type of care and love that you normally do uh, because that's what you do. That's what we do. So we had to model all that stuff in mm -hmm. the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And so the, the growth in that was, was great. And uh, I'll look back at it and see it for that. Um, wouldn't want to repeat it. But uh, at the same time, there's a lot of good that came from it. Now, that's just my little story. This goes all around the world. There's just natural disasters alone. They happen all the time, all over the place, whether sure. it's fires, whether it's floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, you name it. And you see this stuff on the news. The hurricane's hitting the Gulf Coast again, blah, blah, blah. And there's, you know, 250,000 people without power. And there's all these people that are flood damaged. And you see on the news, and the water's off the street, and these guys are coming by in boats, picking them up and stuff. And, you know, and you register that. But then what you can't register is the after effect of it. How long does it take to recover? What did it do to the, to the patterns of those people's lives? Do those patterns change for the better or do they change for something else? These are all questions. And now having gone through it, one thing it'll do just naturally is just offer more compassion for me uh, to the folks that go through this stuff. And that's just natural disasters. There's lots of other kind of things that people go through. Mm -hmm. So that's bad news, but uh, I'm going to go back to what I said a minute ago is that listen this is part of the process we're moving in the right direction uh, people's hearts are opening more than they ever have before I agree with you I do they really are you know good bad happy or sad and you see all the chaos is sourcing the separation we've just gone through the election we see the divided country we see all that stuff but at the same time so much newness and so much love and care and heart is emerging that wasn't going to emerge unless we did go through some stuff. I agree. I agree. Our own mechanicality was getting in the way. And so we had to go through just some disruption to get to the point where we'd reevaluate what's real, what's important, what's meaningful, what should I be doing with my life, what's the most important to me and to the world. All those questions came up pretty strong for a lot of people and will continue to come up. Because this isn't over. we still got some, some things to deal with. There. I, I agree. Yeah. I just want to say I, I concur with everything you're saying, Howard. And I, I do feel that this has been, I've called it a number of things, uh, a, a universal litmus test for the collective, a shamanic initiation for us all. Yeah. Magic living in the midst of madness. I, I'll say it again and again. And uh, it, this is time to really kick in that which we have, we're going to get into this, we're talking about heart. I want to ask mm -hmm. you a question. You now have, and please forgive me from, I'm not making light of it at all, but you've got the best material, uh, having the courage of your convictions and what you personally and what the organization has gone through to really yeah. talk about now what heart intelligence and heart period is all about. How did this change or expand or how can you now expound upon this precious organ we have? What did this experience do to you in that regard? It's a really good question, Alexis, and I've been pondering this. You know, like, as a speaker, author, speaker, world traveler guy and all that, part of my role here at HeartMath, all that got suspended with COVID, right? We're all in shutdown on that. It's not happening. And I've been pondering, too, like, when that all 
is in the rear view mirror and I go back to doing that, what do I want to do different? You know, mm. I know that I don't want to do the same thing I was doing. I don't want to say the same things I was saying before exactly. I don't want to go back to the same pattern. There's something new and different that I need to bring to, to what I am trying to do to help people in the world. What's interesting is I don't know what that is yet uh, because I feel like the process is still unfolding. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely feel like a new me is being invented here, like it's almost like a new operating system is being installed, you know, <laughs> and it's changing. It's changing what I'm, what's valuable to me and what I want to do and what I want to say. And uh, wow. in some ways, this is a good way, a good thing. I'm sure I feel smaller than I ever had before, less important, you know, less identified with being an author, speaker, person that goes on the stage and gets the applause. That stuff just matters so much more or less to me now than it did before. Um, and I don't know what that's going to do to what I say and to the message that I have to people, except for I still want to promote the fact that I think that we are changing in dynamic, important ways very quickly, and that's going to be a good thing individually and collectively and that is happening not just to me but to so many people everywhere in their own ways so that's still going to be a theme that i have in the message of it all uh heart well like it's talked about a lot it's in the air right now i've always been about a new understanding of heart to take it out of this sort of sentimental view of it all and and that it's all about just the emotional heart and put it into an intelligence. You know, it's that guidance system. It does show up with the ability to overcome challenges. It, it definitely proved itself to me, uh, even at another level, something that I've said many, many times, it is your source of self-security. When times like the fire thing uh, happen, where do you go? What do you do? You're not going to sit there and figure this out through logic, linear intelligence. No. You're not going to be able to deal with that. Nothing you can do. And so it puts you deeper in your own heart and you find the self-security there to say, you know what? So what? You know, if it burns, it burns. Get a new house. You know, uh, I'll lose everything I have. Yes, yeah, so what? You know, was that, was that stuff really important in the first place? You know, these, these are, that's the heart talking, you know, and you find that place inside. So we're talking about an intuitive intelligence that actually shifts you into a different vibratory rate that changes perception on everything. It's a dimensional shift in many ways of looking at things uh, in your life in the world. Um, it doesn't happen just through a great mind. It doesn't happen through being able to memorize a lot of facts and then regurgitate those facts. That's, that's the type of intelligence that's important, but this is something different. And it is that place where you really do begin to see differently. Your inner experience of things is different. <laughs> and yeah, there's a, there's definitely an emotional feeling world component to all of that that you do experience. And it's more like the emotions of love, care, kindness, and compassion take on new meaning and new understanding. They're not just sweet anymore. They are powerful, regenerative, transformational qualities that come up in your life in very practical ways. That's our intelligence. So I think that what I'm saying now, and you know this from you and I having talked over many years, is I'm not saying anything new. Maybe the energy I'm saying. Your feeling is different, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject again, Howard. I am in just captivated by what you're saying, and I I got news for you, man. When you get back on that stage, your aura is gonna shine so much brighter than you ever imagined. Small, no way. 
And this isn't about ego oh. stroking. This is about you have the courage of your convictions to, to you've gone through this. I'm getting emotional and you've got really important work to do now. Super important work. Go ahead. Well, I think so. Yeah. This what the mission was about all along. Yeah. I, mean, I think that, the acknowledgement of my of the mission of heart math and my mission too was brought to the surface really very very poignantly this is what we do guys you know if we don't do it now when are we ever going to do it this is what we stand for this is what we've been telling other people for decades now so yeah it's time to to put on you know the, the right kind of clothes and let's get down to business with this thing and this is about mission and so the mission thing came even more important of what we do and why we do it and and that's a good feeling you know Absolutely. To have. So, yeah, I guess the mission goes on, and, 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 and whatever changes are occurring in me, I'll try to put those forward into the world in a way that maybe others can benefit from that. You will. But, I, like, I'm a big deal in doing it. It's like people have, have got their own big deal within themselves, and that's what I right. want to try to rekindle. Right. Well, like you said, you don't know quite how that will be expressed going forward. Heck, we don't know what's going to happen by the end of the day. Things are shifting so much. But you've got something very powerful that I dare say, Hart knew you were put here to do before Howard, the personality, even knew. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. This is a perfect time. You know, I was really pushing to have you on. And I remember I'm going to tell the audience what Howard said at full disclosure. He went to the website, looked at some of the shows and said, are you sure Hart Math is going to be appropriate now? It looks like you changed your dynamic a bit. And I said, Howard, did you look at all the whole catalog? We cover the gamut. I won't get into the weeds, but the bottom line is I had a sense that it was time to have you on. I've been yeah. studying Hart Math. I've been writing about Hart Math for probably two decades at this point. And I have never felt such a sense of urgency to have you on right now because of what's going on. I didn't know where, I had no idea this conversation was going to take this direction, but I'm so darn glad it did. And I know why I was, something was pushing me to have you on now because of the collective trauma our planet is going through. There has to be relief in sight. I know there is, and we're touching on it right now. So I want you to get into this a little bit more. That let's get you. You put your testimony out there, and journeyers. I know, you know, as I get teary eyed, I don't know how you're feeling, but this is pretty heavy stuff, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. The heart math experience. Let's let's transition into that. This is something that uh, sure. you've got on your website. This is a beautiful thing, and you. I'm going to say right now, this is something that was a a product or a service offering uh, of heart math um, for sale. And you have decided, or not you individually, but the team decided to offer this free of charge based on because of what people are going through now. Tell us about that um, because we're going to get into that a little bit. Well, I was, that was last year, but it certainly sh showed up as an important offering for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were trying to create a program that would be sort of the entry point into the heart math. A lot of people would say, we, we, we hear about you guys all the time. We can't tell quite what you do. We want to, you know, understand more. We want to learn some heart math, but we're not ready to take, you know, certification training programs, which are wonderful and all that. But we just, I want to learn something. I want to know what this is about. So we set about creating a program that could do that. Now, over time, I sort of ended up in a sort of a lead role in this thing as a, one of the producers, and I'm featured in it a lot. That wasn't the original intention, but that's kind of what happened. And what we ended up trying to do, we said, look, this can't just be about information. This has to be about an experience. 
you know, so it, it, it is a training program in a way, but it does not need to feel like a training program or academic. And so we created this thing and I found wonderful partners to work with. A lot of, a lot of really interesting things occurred to where I found the right partners. They were totally unobvious people for us. Um, they're a film company in Mexico city. Uh, they got it. Uh, they were a whole lot of people bidding on this thing. Their bid was, you know, one of many, but my heart intuition said, these are the right people. I went to Mexico city. I visited with them. I checked it all out. Totally unobvious. My other heart math executive says, you're crazy. You can't use these guys. This is their, you know, you don't know anything about them. They're in a foreign country, whatever. And I said, no, well, these are the guys I'm going to do it with them. And so I did. <laughs> can't imagine having done it with anybody else, but them. And so what ended up evolving was, is that we have this training course that feels like a movie. It's, it's a training course in a sense, and it's divided into chapters, right? So there's like, you know, there's nine chapters. Just nine chapters. And so there's a course construct to it, but when you watch it, you feel like you're watching cinema. And so the cinematic kind of learning thing evolved from that. So we came out with it in early to this year, January, and we started selling it for $29.95. Well, other people started jumping on it. Film festivals wanted, they said, this is the new genre we've been looking for. We've been seeing people try to do like learning in a cinematic way, but nobody's pulled it off like this. And, you know, so can we show it at our film festival? So these film festivals were coming in, starting to pick this thing up. Gaia shows up. Gaia wants to license Excellent. it. They give me a great licensing deal. And Gaia like takes it and starts pushing it. And, and we're doing great. And then the pandemic hits. And, Everybody's in shock. They're all going into shelter in place. All this stuff is happening. And our founder, Doc Shorty, the founder of Fartmath, comes along and says, we need, you know, and we were getting calls all the time. Can you be on our podcast? Can you be on our meditation thing? Can you do this? Can you do that? Myself and Deborah and Roland, the other Heartmath spokespeople, we were doing that. Doc says, it's kind of scattershot. Can we do something really central that would give people something right now that could uh, maybe help them? Uh, through these times. And he said, why don't you give away the heart math experience? We thought, okay, that could be interesting. So we put it out there and we said, you can have this for free for a certain limited time by the end of the month or whatever. And we went to some of our partners, our friends, other authors and speakers that we know that I'm sure your listeners know. And they all said, yeah, we'll get behind this. And they started putting messages at their community and it just started taking off. And today, you know, well over, I don't know what the number is now, 100, 150,000 people have, have watched this thing for free. Mm -hmm. um, the numbers on Gaia went through the roof. I mean, you know, all this stuff. So there's been hundreds of thousands of people that have watched the HeartMath experience now. As a result, whole lots of new people have come to HeartMath. Their database size has increased dramatically. Over 40% of the people that saw this had never heard of HeartMath before. Hmm. So it's all new people that were coming into HeartMath. Mm -hmm. And... It was an experience. They got an experience out of the heart math experience, which is its intention. So when I stepped back and I looked at all the, I just call it synchronicity that happened with the creation of that program. And there was a lot of things more than we need to get into in, in our time together today. But there are a lot of cool things that happened. When I stepped back and look at it, I had this chuckle that little that I know that that's what this thing was being created for. You know, that I was working on it and I thought it was just going to be this product that we're going to use for the front door of heart math. It turned out to be a major offering we could provide for people during these times. And it proved to be a great business decision all in one. Uh, and a, a lot of the ways it fell together makes sense to me now. But it was really designed for what it's, it's been. So it's still free today. You can go to the heartmath.com website. We'll have a link. Uh, 
you can click on it and get it. You put in your email address, blah, 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 just like you were registering for Netflix or something, you know what I mean? And it's like, and then you've got, you've got access to this thing. And Excellent. you can, you've got access for life. And it's got tools, techniques. We teach five part math techniques in this program. Mm -hmm. And even the techniques on the learning management system are broken out by themselves. So you can go back and practice a technique without having to go back into the main program. I'm, so we've, I'm sorry. I'm loving... Up. I'm loving attitude breathing and accessing more intuition. Those chapters I'm really looking forward to yep. checking out. And it's in lots of languages. It's subtitled. I forget how many languages now, like a dozen or so languages, you know, that it's subtitled in. So if you go there and get it for free and you're in, you live in France or Germany or, you know, Russia even, you know, places like that, you can see this in, and you can get the subtitles in your own language. So it's really evolved uh, because the world is still going through so much. COVID never went away. It's as of our recording right now, the worst it's ever been. Uh, we've just been through a very polarizing election. Uh, there are a lot of challenges. We have no intention of starting to charge for it again right now. Mm -hmm. We feel like it's still important as a free offering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. It, the problems are still there. The people need to find their own hearts. This gives them not only a great experience that they can enjoy watching, like watching something that they enjoy visually, but they're walking away with a new skill set mm -hmm. to apply to whatever challenges they're facing, whatever fires they're having in their life. You know, they can apply this learning to, to that. Right. What I wanted to, to ask is um, with what's going on right now, uh, Howard, uh, challenge upon challenge, the attention span has been something that's been shrinking over the years anyway, but now more than ever, I'm hearing more people talking about having a hard time focusing, me included. I've been a meditator for most of my life, and I'm I'm even finding that there are many days that I'm challenged to focus and keep my attention span. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that this, I can't wait to watch it, that this almost uh, views like a movie versus a training that you've got to be attentive. And so I, I, I'm hoping that will help. But what advice would you give to people in terms of the ever shrinking attention span in the midst of all that's going on to be able to focus on something like this and get something out of it? Well, the reason the attention span is short is because of the overactive mind and emotions, you know, if you think about those like uh, vibrations, you know, vibratory rates, you know, the vibratory rate of the mind and emotions is jacked up all the time. We're mm -hmm. staying more and more focused on news tidbits, stimulated by the latest on the virus or the latest on the election or the transition of the election or this, that, and the other. And we're just sucked into this stuff to the point where it's just got us to a place where it's difficult to shift out of this racing mind and emotions vibration, you know. So whatever practices someone watching right now uses, use them with more meaningfulness. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be heart math. If these meditations that you've done in the past at work, do them. Start doing them again, but do them with another level of, of, of genuine intention. Uh, heart math techniques can help. I mean, that's what they're designed for. They put you in touch with the heart's intelligence, which doesn't have the same characteristics of erasing mind and emotions, right? Mm -hmm. It's more solid, more balanced. It's, it moves in a way that's got more ease to it softener and ease in a flow that begins to well one of the byproducts would be more acute attention not just the span of it but the perception of your having being more dialed in okay so go to your heart to do that but like i said a heart 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 is going to be your answer there one way or another how you arrive at it is up to you um 
practices that have worked for you in the past, use them. But right now, the next step for any of us is that next level of what I call meaningfulness. It's taking whatever we know and doing it with one more level of conviction, one more level of really going for it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be hard. The good news on that is it can sound like it's hard, but a little bit of effort goes a long way right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. push past that one little tolerance threshold that we just don't want to do something, and we do it anyway. The rewards come quicker. You know, you get a big, bigger payoff now from making it past those places where we stay normally sort of blocked off. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be true for anything. People go through that all the time with something like, let's say, exercising. You know, I don't want to do it. You know, oh, no. You know, you get out there and jog or the treadmill or whatever. And then and as soon as they get past the tolerance threshold and they start doing it, they go, well, this feels really good. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think we're built that way. It's on the inner work. Yeah. Right. Do, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that, because you're saying some things that are giving me a semblance of what I've heard from so many others about this idea that manifestation for whatever reason, seems to be more um, easier. I don't know if easier is the word, but more potent. I've been calling this, Howard, since all of this has happened, the beginning of January, really, 2020, a metaphysically potent time. How? What are your thoughts on that? Because it sounds like that's kind of where you're going. Are we more apt to manifest right now? If you choose to. In other words, the... the, the vibratory rate of planetary consciousness is on the rise it's yes. increasing all the time that's an but that doesn't mean that you're going to make the choices that use that beneficially or not that's still up to each and every one of us mm-hmm. that energy is neutral it's going to keep jacking up those frequencies are going to keep increasing it's a progression that's going on and it isn't going to stop it's part of the evolution of something bigger it's the evolution of the of the world it's the evolution of beyond our world and those frequencies and that energy is going to continue to increase. How we align with that, what choices we make in the context of it, determines the outcome. Mm-hmm. If you're choosing it to manifest, yeah, there's going to be more extra amplitude. I'll use that term. That's a good word. Yeah. yeah. Add, add it to your to your to your ability to manifest. If you want to take that into anger, frustration, and polarization, and you're going to get more amplitude behind that. You know, it's all a matter of which side of the coin you want to play. Right. Right. And that's and that is not just a one shot deal. That's moment to moment, day to day. How are we going to play moment to moment, day to day? Where are we going to where are we going to assign that energy to? And that has a lot to do with you know with with, with how we paint the picture of our life, right? And you can see there's plenty of energy behind everybody's beliefs and thoughts right now. Everybody's right from where they're coming from. That's the polarization that we see. They're just totally convicted, convinced in their convictions, and they got plenty of energy and momentum behind it, and they're rocking with it, right? And so it's the <laughs> same thing you know, of what we decide to do with it internally. And what beliefs do we want to add energy to or not? What actions do we want to support or not with this extra energy? All this becomes back to the same old thing, a matter of choice. And the same old phrase that I've used for years that other people used thousands of years before me is the best way to figure that out is through listening to and following your heart. You're not going to figure it out by figuring it out, you know, just with a sharp mind alone. No. It requires slowing down and asking for that heart's guidance to know what to do when and how to apply that energy. So if we keep going back to that place inside that we all have and we begin to utilize it in a new way, uh, 
are making these choices, we can take that extra amplitude that's available right now, and we can use it to really grow and really make changes inner and outer, uh, more so than ever before, I believe, in the history of humankind. I agree with you. Do you follow the Schumann resonance at all? Yes, yeah, so I'll leave that to our scientists. You know, basically, as you know, I'm a, a scientifically informed comedian, according to what the media <laughs> said about me. But, you know, uh, so I'll leave this stuff to the science guys here at Fort Math, and I take enough of it to act like I'm smart when I can talk about it. But oh, I don't please. Really that much please. About it. <laughs> now, if, if that's how you describe yourself, I, I'm not even going to mention that I know anything about it because, you know, I don't. Listen, though. There are ways that we can look at these fluctuations, right? That, I mean, there's graphs and, and things that there, there sure. were a couple of websites that I would go to on occasion to to check the amplitude of the uh, of the heartbeat. I call it the heartbeat of the planet. I ask because you talk about this accelerated amplitude. It's interesting you use amplitude and not frequency because that's what we typically hear. And I'm just curious from your perspective or what you've seen. Have you seen some wild fluctuations in the, the Schumann resonance recently in the last several months, let's say. Uh, I don't know. I've been, I haven't really been looking myself, you know, I'm in dealing with trying to get a new refrigerator yeah. and stuff like that, you know, uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, after the other one was destroyed by rotting food uh. in it for a month. I mean, these are, you know, I haven't really been getting into Schumann resonances, but okay. again, if, if people go to the HeartMath website, go to heartmath.org in this case, and click on the Global Coherence Initiative. And you can see hmm. the measurements that our team is doing with, with measuring all kinds of frequencies in the ionosphere and the geomagnetic field. And you can look at that data. And they publish stuff every day on that. Yes. And you yes. can see articles on Schumann resonances to heartmath.org. Click on the Global Coherence Initiative. It might say GCI, might yes. be the acronym for that. And that's where we do lots of really cool research on that. We're some of the world leaders in that I stuff. Know. I know. Uh, but we've become, as you know, Lexus, what I call a big little organization, a lot of parts, a lot of components, a lot of employees, you know. And so I try to keep up with the things that are, I'm tasked with and where my responsibilities are and, and learn from the rest as I go. But I haven't really gotten much into looking at the data on the Schumann residences or that sort of thing lately. Um, just trying to help everybody through this transition in our, yeah. our lives and our businesses here at HeartMath as we have all been through an interesting period in our life and trying to move things forward and keep the mission going. That's mm. what I've been up to. Well, I think you brought this full circle perfectly. Uh, folks, of course, we're going to have all the relevant links uh, for you to check out. There's a lot to do. Definitely download the heart math experience as I, as I will very soon. And thank you uh, for the kindness that you all have uh, put out there for, for all of us to share in that we all need it. So so much. We're going to wind down, uh, Howard, but tell us before we do a couple of things. By the way, we are going to go to the after show for member, members of Patreon. And Howard's actually going to be giving us a, a, a technique uh, that we can put to use uh, right away, uh, maybe similar to the quick coherence technique that uh, I'm also going to link because it's done so well. Howard, you did that with me, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And it's still, uh, I call it viral. It's gone viral. It's like a little three minute thing and it's doing really good. So head on over to Patreon, but um, tools, techniques, and we we just finished talking about how this is not a left brain thing, and they're, you know, we're so apt to go to our books and our workshops and our tools uh, to get a quick fix. I don't think it's about that anymore. I don't think it ever was, but there are let's call them aids 
things that can aid us mm. in the, the work that we're doing internally. And you also have some of those things. You want to talk about a couple that you think might help with what folks are going through right, right now? One of them, I think one of the, the most useful contributions we made over these years was the introducing uh, technology that measures, you know, what's called coherence. Uh, it's really the quality of intercommunication at the physiological level between heart, brain, and the rest of the body, and highly beneficial state uh, physically, uh, also emotionally, and it leads to lots and lots of different benefits. And uh, the most popular version of that technology is called Inner Balance Trainer. It's an app that mm-hmm. runs on all mobile devices, and there's a sensor. I happen to have one here and hadn't planned it. I pulled it out a while ago. I was playing with it with another call, but it's a sensor. You connect it to your ear, and you purchase the sensor. The app is free, and then this sensor picks up your heart rhythms from your body. The app translates those into coherent scores and all kinds of ways in which you can begin to see what's happening inside your body. It's useful in helping to get some validation and verification from whatever techniques you would want to use. You can think about it like biofeedback, but it's really heart biofeedback. It's got nothing to do with brain. It's like it's the heart we're measuring. And that is a really cool technology that's helped, I don't know how many people now, a lot. And we've sold this thing for years um, in over 120 countries. So there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people by now that have been benefiting from Inner Balance Trainer. Um, So you can certainly look into that on our website, heartmath.com. Right now, we're moving into the holiday season and we've just started our holiday sale. Uh, Every year we do a sale. Uh, everybody, of course, that sells anything does a sale on the holidays, including mm-hmm. us. And uh, if you purchase during this time period, this is 25% off. Cool. Okay. So you get the sensor 25% off. It's, it gives you a great deal on a great technology. I use mine every day, several times a day, half for years. I find it a great assistive tool. You know, it's not doing anything to me, but it's motivating me to do more myself. I'm looking. Well, you're getting at, feedback for for the. So yeah, what you're saying is yeah, the modalities yeah. that you are currently involved in, like meditation, is an example. Yeah. You would measure the efficacy of those modalities right. vis-a-vis this. You can this see point. my coherent score and the amount of coherence points I got during that time during that session. So I I gamify it. I know what an average coherent score I want that to be, that or above. I know how many coherence points I want to accumulate in a day, a week, a month, or a year, that kind of thing. And so I gamify it. And what that does is it provides some extra impetus for me to do things like my meditations and maybe to do them a little longer than I usually would. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, That's a benefit that comes from it. But that's something I'd like to mention. And, of course, there are other versions of that type of technology on our website. There's a professional application called M-Wave Pro. I was going to say M-Wave, which I think you gave me yeah. quite a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. That's on, you use that on your computer, and it's a, it measures exactly the same way, same technology, same algorithm. But it's displaying it differently. It's on the big screen, and it's like okay. uh, it's especially useful for, let's say, a professional that works with clients because you can store every client's sessions. You hmm. can go back and review those sessions uh, with the client except, and that sort of application. So Amway Pro is the same technology, different form factor. That's there. Um, there's free stuff on there. There's books. There's tapes. You have a lot of uh, stuff. Yeah, some free for stuff. For people too. that want to really take it to the next level, I mentioned earlier, we, the way we expand our training, we do a lot of trainings, not just technology. We train in lots of different societal sectors all around the world. But one of the ways that gets done is not through just us training, but through certifying others. So we certify coaches. We certify 
people that want to do workshops and training. There are separate programs for both of those. Um, there's a, one of the most popular trainings we have is for health professionals. It teaches them more about uh, heart, brain, body, communication, coherence, treatment protocols, all of that. And all that stuff's available on the heartmath.com website. Okay. And that's where the HeartMath mission expands into other people taking this into their work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things that they do. And there's a, a great expansion of what we've been able to accomplish in the world because of that. So certification is an important part of what we do, but it requires certification to do it. Um, to do it right. I mean, people can take the heart math experience and I would encourage if you like it, share it with others. If you want to show it to somebody else, please do. Uh, there's no limitations on it. There's no, you know, intellectual property laws being violated and none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do it that way. Okay. And then if they really want to take it into a much more detailed professional understanding, have more formalized training, then certification is the step. Absolutely. It really is. Uh, and that's, but not everybody's ready for that or wants that. So there's right. plenty of other resources for people that they want to go a different direction. Whether it's for the lay person or the professional or somewhere, you find yeah. yourself somewhere in between, right. there's something for everyone at heartmath.com and heartmath.org. That's the 501c3 arm of this magnificent organization. I want to quote you as we wind down, uh, Howard, from the HeartMath experience movie, I'm going to call it the movie, you say, just like electricity changes the outer world, the heart changes the inner world. And I dare say your inner world has been changed. I think it's probably always been in the in the motion of change based on your conviction of heart intelligence. So now more than ever, I want to remind uh, us all, including myself, let's, we hear the cliche, let's go inward. Um, the heart is there for you. I say every cell in the body, really, but certainly the heart. Uh, Let's go inward and discover um, the electricity on the inside, shall we say. So (laughs) Yeah. It's a secret hidden in plain view, just like electricity was a long time ago. It was all around us, yet people didn't quite understand what it was or what you could do with it. Once they figured that out, the world changed, and it changed fast. Same is true for heart. We know about heart. When we begin to really access it and understand what it can do, our inner worlds, and then subsequently the outer world of what we live in today called planet Earth is going to change. As within, so without, as above, so below. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. Howard Martin, don't go anywhere because we're going, we're going to go next door to Patreon for the after show. But I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Love you, by the way. All right, journeyers, we'll see you over there. Come join us. It'll be fine. We're going to do a technique. All right, guys, we'll talk to you real soon. Take care.